Hello and good morning. Um, This is Heather and welcome to season one, episode four of Heather's Optimistic Hope. Today I will be talking about hidden within and it will be on the topic of my learning struggles. My mother was my advocate. She not only was an advocate, she was a relentless advocate, uh, sought to get me help. Um, I, dyslexia, I have, I have dyslexia and that is a learning, um, struggle or challenge, but it does not have to be who defines us. It is just a way that we learn. And oftentimes it has nothing at all to do with intellect. In fact, we are very intelligent And what I found interesting is there can be all kinds of overlapping different things. Now, I have mild dyslexia, but I would flip like my D's and my B's. I would often write, my name's Heather, I would write H-E-A-T hyphenated, and then down below it, I would put H-E-R. Because I have issues with this organization, um, being able to process information, especially when it comes to like math solution type issues um and they learned at an early age you know my mama had started to notice things that I just wasn't where my twin brother and other people were I was falling behind I was having trouble reading and I might know something one day but I just almost like somebody came in and just wiped the computer completely clean so she sought to get help she did and you know, the school really didn't want to acknowledge that. My mama could have easily said, okay. No, she knew that something was off. So mothers, I'm a mother. We know our children best. We know when something is just not right. So you be that advocate for that child. Um, God is entrusted in your care. But I wanted to share, here are some challenges oftentimes people with dyslexia have. And also, one in six students have it. Um, It comes in different forms. Challenges are this, reading and time awareness, writing and spelling, rote memory, note-taking, and math facts. Some of our strengths are good problem solvers and we are very creative. We are socially empathetic and we are extremely observant. Um, So here's what a dyslexic friendly classroom would look like. It would be encouraging. It would allow for extra time. It would teach big big picture ideas. It would have assistive technology. It would talk things over. Um, It would break info down into steps and learn with pictures and stories. Don't overcorrect because a dyslexic child already feels bombarded with their different that they have so much going on they can't really quite process Um, so that just adds to all the self-doubt and self-esteem issues they struggle with note takers you know allow time for them to be a note taker because it just helps that repetition Um, word open book formula card and then I wanted to let you know there are lots of resources I uh, looked on Pinterest this morning Because sometimes we just don't know. You know, right now in this COVID-19, some, many are having to help their children. And you cannot have the same classroom environment 
as you would have of just someone that learned with no struggles whatsoever. It has to be conducive and it has to be cultivated in the way that a dyslexic child processes and learns. So it has nothing to do with intelligence. (laughs) We are very intelligent. They just have trouble processing the information they are receiving. So in early elementary, ages five through nine, here are some things you might notice. Slower learning to read, reversal in reading, writing, mild speech challenges, mixed dominance between left and right. Um, The late elementary to middle school would be ages 10 to 14. They need extra time, difficulty reading aloud, writing and spelling issues, rote memory problems, knows more than test shows. Uh, High school to college ages, 15 to 20, needs extra time, difficulty reading aloud, quantity of work less than expected, writing, spelling issues, foreign language is hard. Rote memory issues, knows more than test show. Um, So a daily organization checklist, and you know, that just keeps us organized. I know my homework assignments, math, and then they would be able to check that off reading or even write that in their language arts, write that other and all materials. And then that they've organized their backpack and completed work. So I did some looking at some books and um, there are some neuroscientist professionals at the Yale Pediatrics Clinic. Uh, study and learning and attention. So her daughter was dyslexic. So she had started to really focus and realize she really needed to help her. So two, here's five steps that you can help your child. Okay. First, read these two books. One is uh, Overcoming Dyslexia, a new and complete science-based program for reading problems at any level by Dr. Sally Shay Witz, S-H-A-W-W-I-T-Z. She is a neuroscience professor at the Yale Leader in research for how dyslexic brains work, okay? She noticed that her daughter was struggling at uh, grade, second grade. And then the other book is The Dyslexic Advantage, Unlocking the Hidden Potential of the Dyslexic Brain by Brock E. L-E-D, E-I-D-E, M-D-A, and Fernadette F. Eid, E-I-D-E-N-D. Um, number two, make sure your child's teacher knows certain key informations for helping your dyslexic child. Number three, teach your child how his or her brain works differently and the advantages that it gives them of that dyslexic brain. Number four, help your child find and foster a special talent or interest. Five, be a relentless advocate. All right. And then I just wanted to share a little bit more. I remember, you know, second grade um, teacher took me to the office in not so nice way of terms, pretty much drugged me by my hair. Um, And I'd share that because sometimes people think that a dyslexic child is lazy because they seem intelligent, but they are, they are not, they, they are not producing the work that people think that they should be. So 
Um, it's not that they're being lazy. It's that they're bombarded. They, they don't know how to process what's coming to them. Um, one thing my mom learned was early on I could be sung to. If I could sing it, you know, auditory, if someone could speak it, uh, if I could speak a test. I had extreme anxiety issues. I remember late hours at night, 11 o'clock at night, my mama trying to help me. Times where I didn't like school. Um, people can be cruel and mean. I remember another teacher, you know, made me stand in front of a class because I made my angel have brown hair. Well, I had brown hair. I'm a concrete thinker. We're direct thinkers. We don't really, it's black and white to us. Um, And so there are various tools to help your child. But first and most importantly, my mama had to kind of grieve a little bit and realize that her child wasn't going to exactly learn the way she envisioned. I was going to learn differently. Once she did that, she could then see who I was and she could help me embrace that and the beautifulness that it gives. Because that's, even though I have struggles like that, I'm very aware of people. I'm very aware of, of how to really see them, like emotionally see them and understand them. And it's given me a heart to really understand. So I just wanted to share that. I hope it helps. Uh, I'm grateful that my mother was my advocate and that she helped me to find that hidden potential that others maybe didn't see initially. And I have learned to cope. I have learned to work on things. You know, I have to take notes. I have to make lists. Um, I have to stay to work, to stay organized. But God is good and God is able and faithful to do more than we could ever hope to do. So, dear Lord, please help us as we help our children. Help us to be relentless advocates for them as you are for us and my mother was for me. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a great day. See you next week. Bye.